Mission 2, San Jose Avenue. From our 901 Mission Street studios, you are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Hello, Heather Knight. Welcome back to Total SF and our Crosstown Trail episode. Crosstown Trail is two years old this weekend, and I'm a fan. So am I. Incredibly, neither of us had ever walked it until the other day. We did um, a short segment, but we definitely want to do the whole thing. It's a 17-mile trail from the southeast, got to get my direction straight, corner of the city to the northwest, goes from Candlestick Point all the way up to Land's End area um, in the Presidio, and it's... um, beautiful, full of hidden surprises, and we can already tell from our short stint that it's awesome. Yeah, it's completely awesome. Um, Crosstown Trail leader Bob Siegel is our guest today. He's fun and he's coming up. But we have a lot of new business too, Heather. Small business 30-day challenge. Congratulations, we made it. We did. Um, We completed the city's uh, small business challenge to avoid any businesses that employ more than 100 people. Neither of us ordered from Amazon. We avoided Safeway, Costco. We found lots of new awesome small businesses and restaurants, and I think it was a success. I think it was a success. Um, I'm ready to pat myself on the back. Um, (laughs) But I also want to get you in the small business confession booth. Were there any slip-ups? You mentioned one on an earlier podcast. There was a Walgreens um, incident (laughs) with your son. The infamous Walgreens incident. There were two Walgreens incidences. <laughs> People who read my column earlier this week know that both of my slip-ups slip related to Walgreens. Um, one was when I let my older son go get a drink. He was really hot at the playground and went on his own, and I did not tell him to avoid Walgreens, which is where he went. Um the second time, my little boy forgot his mask when we went out and about, and the only place we could find one on an emergency basis was Walgreens. I absolve you of both. The first one, <laughs> you didn't send him to the Walgreens. The second no. one, it was it was a public safety issue. <laughs> I figured not wearing a mask was worse than breaking the small business challenge. I had two slip-ups as well, Heather. Um, on the way to, I didn't tell you this at the time, but on the way to our boat tram, and um, Hunter Pence episodes, I'm rushing off, I'm a little late, and realize I didn't have my reading glasses. I can't oh. I can't record a podcast without my reading glasses. I didn't have time to find an independent uh, reading glasses purveyor, so <laughs> I slipped into City Target, and I was so scared. Yeah, Target is not the best place to be caught in a small business challenge, yeah, and we but ex- I absolve you. Well, I, I appreciate you absolving me. I, you're being generous, because... We specifically said no Safeway, <laughs> Amazon, or Target. It was like in headlines of stuff, and I stepped in a Target. So Were you worried somebody would see you? I was totally worried someone would see me. Um, I was wearing, like, I'm not super famous in San Francisco or anything, but I've been talking about this a lot, so I was very scared someone was going to see me and bust me. They did not, but I'm admitting to it now, and Heather absolves me. <laughs> I do. And the other one was the roller skates. We talked about that. I ordered roller skates from Minnesota. Uh, They're made in the U.S., haven't even arrived yet. So I'm absolving myself of that one. Yeah, that's totally good. You get cool factor points for roller skates. Yeah. So great month. I learned a lot. I'm going to keep some of these habits going forward. And on the chance he's listening, Sharky, Laguana, like fantastic job just getting the city together, think in a different way and do good things for small business. 
Yes, and he says he wants to make this an annual event, so every May will likely be Small Business Challenge. And we've already learned that some people made it harder already this year, and Sharky and I came up with some ways to make it more creative in future years. So like I wrote about, you can do it alphabetically, A to Z, patronizing small businesses. You could do it numbers if there are... That would be really hard to find small businesses in order that start with each number. You can make shapes on a city map. Um, although Sharky said you might see some people making some inappropriate shapes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I get it now. Like tracing it and then someone's yeah. going to make something obscene. Yeah. Well, that's, right. that's San Francisco. People do that. Yeah. You could patronize specific neighborhoods. You could do only black-owned businesses. There's lots of different ways you can do this in future years. Awesome. Well, I'm up. I'm in for next year. Um, another big event coming up. We have a new book, Heather. The End of the Golden Gate is our second book club book, and I'm very, very excited for this one. Yes. Um, our first quarter club went great. Um, we love Alia Volts and um, Home Baked. And luckily, um, Alia has contributed to another book, End of the Golden Gate, along with several other famous San Francisco writers. And they've all written essays about the city, their decisions to stay or go. It's a really timely book, and it benefits homeless services, um, so it's a great pick. Yeah, I really am enjoying this book. It's not a like finger-pointing debate type of thing. It's it's more like a just this thoughtful discussion, and um, I think that's what we're gonna we're gonna start having. You know, culminating with our August twenty fourth Tuesday, August twenty fourth at seven p.m. at the San Francisco Public Library. It is virtual for now, but we're hoping for live events really soon. Yes, um, we'll be in discussion with Daniel Handler, a.k.a. Lemony Snicket, and Gary Camilla. You can buy copies signed by Gary at Green Apple Books, who, which is our other partner in this. Yeah, so that's um, super exciting. Sign up for that. And coming up, the Crosstown Trail, you're about to experience the fountain of youth energy of Bob Siegel, <laughs> Heather. Um, so uh, I, I had a fantastic time with Bob. He is uh, a very inspiring gentleman. Yes, I believe he's our oldest ever Total SF guest, although you would never guess it. He's 81, um, but very youthful and has walked this 17-mile trail more times than he can count. We still have only done a couple miles of it, so he put us to shame. I just was really inspired by how quickly Bob and the team involved, it's a very diverse team of San Franciscans who have different interests, got together and did this in such a short period of time, and it's incredibly popular. It's really taken off. Yeah, um, they tried to go through City Hall for, what was it, like eight years and got nowhere. So they said, as smart citizens should do, screw City Hall. <laughs> and they did it on their own in a year and a half. So people who are longtime San Franciscans, I think, are going to discover new things here. Bob Siegel coming up. I'm Peter Hartlob here with Heather Knight, and this is Total SF. Thank you very much. Hello and welcome, Bob Siegel. Welcome to Total SF. Thank you. We are in the Visitation Valley Greenway. Um, I've never been here before. Tell me a little bit about this space. You chose this space. Tell me a little bit about the history and why it's special to you. Well, I didn't actually choose this space. It was uh, it, it was attentively on the, the the swath that was envisioned a long uh, time ago. So, yeah. But we knew that this was going to be we had to come up here. This is amazing. And 
And until the Crosstown Trail came through here, not many people really knew it existed. And uh, and the the people involved with the trail here were just so happy to keep seeing people walking up here and seeing their trail. They, and they you know, the neighborhood really loves to see people coming through here. It's it's six blocks. Each each of these sections has a different theme, and uh, as you can see, it's really lovely. It has a beautiful view of San Bruno. And it, when I was waiting for you, the hummingbird was here and a few butterflies, and it was, it was fantastic. So everyone that comes up this greenway just is so excited. We, we showed up late, and I sent an email, and I'm feeling horrible, and uh, you were not in an agitated mood. You were in a good <laughs> mood <laughs> no. out here. Saw a few hummingbirds. In fact, the hummingbird just went beyond your head, Peter. It's a lovely spot. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy to be here. I want to ask you a little bit about um, your passion for walking and hiking. Did that start at a younger age? Did that happen later? I I got into boy. I grew up in New Jersey, and I got up into scouting. And my my parents were not outdoor people, so I became an outdoor person. And ever since then, I've been hiking and biking and walking and backpacking and adventuring. And you know, I have an, I, I I developed an adventurous spirit. I've done a lot in that way over the years. What about, um, you know, going to Yosemite versus, was there a transition point where you realized that you could discover a lot of wonderful things in a city, in an urban environment? Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, you're right. I mean, Yosemite is, is a youthful <laughs> thing. You know, uh, I'd love to backpack there, but I started hiking in the, the Bay Area and realized, well, there's, there's so much here. And why, why go all the way to Yosemite? I mean, and so I did a lot of hiking around here and I, I also uh, I, I hiked from uh, well on the Ridge Trail for mm-hmm. about a five day hike backpacked one time that's a yeah. uh, Ridge Trail you're talking the 550 right yeah is it 550 miles it, it will be 550 if, yeah uh, it's now almost it'll be 400 this year and you're one of the founders of the Crosstown Trail, which will be celebrating its two year anniversary. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And yes. how did that come to be? And how did some people get together and say what the city really needs is a 17 mile trail going from <laughs> one corner to the other? Well, okay, I'm not the founder of the trail. I have to. Uh, the credit goes to uh, to Peter Brostow, who was head of Nature in the City, and in in uh, 2010 he had a vision of a bioregional park in the Twin Peaks area, but it would include a, a walk across San Francisco from uh, Candlestick Park to Christie Field. And it, was, it wasn't, it uh, was they made a brochure and he and, and uh, Craig Dawson, who was, who was then head of Sutro Stewards, went into the planning department in 2010 with a brochure for a bioregional park. And in it was a swath, a tentative swath across the city. It, was, it wouldn't have been 17 miles away it was going. Anyway, uh, then it took a while for the city to react to it. How much this you want to know? <laughs> but, uh, I know all about the city taking its time. Yeah, it, it took its time. And so uh, eventually it was incorporated into the general plan through what recreational open space element of the general plan. So it had some official status, It was, but it wasn't defined and it wasn't, and no one was working on it. So that, that went into the general plan of the city in 2014 after a couple of years of, of public discussion, which I attended some uh, because I was interested in the Ridge Trail's path through the city and uh, rerouting it. So uh, I was aware of what was going on with this this trail. So finally in 2018, nothing had happened. So I said, I got restless. <laughs> and I said, we got to, we got to, you know, the trail was in the ground. We just had to bring it up. So 
I, I knew a lot of people, and trail activists and nature activists and bicycling activists and friends and acquaintances. And so I sent out an email to 23 organizations, people involved, and uh, said, look, let's make it happen. So I said, come to a meeting, and then whoever wants to become active. So about 12 people came to a meeting in early 2018, and a few months later, about uh, five of us started uh, the serious planning. Mm-hmm. How long did it take to craft the plan, the route, and how exactly did you piece it all together? Yeah, really quick. I mean, you're yeah. 2018 to now. Well, the thing, this is, this is the thing. I've been involved with the Ridge Trail for, I don't know, 20, 25 years, and I know how much work was involved, and so we're still 400 miles approaching still 550 going. I, I knew trail signage. I knew the bureaucracy. I, I knew I was aware of all these things. So I didn't want this to happen. To me, the trail was there. All we had to do was declare it. We didn't have to sign it. We just had to open it up. So um, we, five of us got together. In February was the first meeting. A few months, maybe a month later, five. I should mention these people because they were key. Well, Amy Kayser, who was then head of Sutro Stewards, and Amber Hasselbring, who was head of who still is head of the Nature in the City, Rob Bakewell, who's who's head of the Friends of the Oak Woodlands, and Matthew Blaine, who's head of the San Francisco Urban Riders, and I, we got on our bikes and we we looked at this big map of where it was going to go and we headed out to Candlestick State Park. And the five of us collectively, we knew the city well. We, you know, some parts better than others. I had not seen this beautiful, you know, when I came up here on that bike that day, I said, unbelievable. I said, this is amazing. And so, you know, I, I discovered spots today and other people discovered other spots. Uh, and, and so we spent a couple of days uh, out on, on bikes and, you know, it's faster than walking. Mm-hmm. And we decided what stairs to go up, what staircases and what, what streets we'd go down. And we kind of knew the open space that we connect to. But there's this really great diagonal group of open spaces that, that we connected to. And mm-hmm. uh, you can't get it in other, you can't get it the other directions it wouldn't be possible to go from the south well the ridge trail goes that way and and they connect 17 parks uh and and that's a great thing see i've been leaning heights on this for decades and trying to get people interested in that route because it's great and because of you know the buzz was about this one we didn't think this would erupt like it did it was you know, we just were planning a great hike across the city, and we wanted to publicize. Okay, so why did it just take eight, 18 months, I said, from the time we... Well, we ha- we got together. We used to come to my house every day, for, well, once a month or more for dinner and supper, and then we'd sit around, we'd, we'd figure it out, and we we'd, we knew that we wanted to be accessible to everyone. This was a, you know, I think if you saw the articles about it, you know, we want to connect the city and the different neighbors and the people. We didn't want to become exclusive. We wanted to just get anyone out there and move around on it. So uh, we decided, oh, let's connect to public transit. So we decided to break this 17 mile, once we decided what it was, into five segments. This was a, you know, this was a, a key decision we made because I think that people can go to BART and they can get onto the trail or they get off at Muni. So uh, it's it's possible. It's very accessible. So we broke up into five sections, and then we said, okay, we want all ages and all people who are not good on on the web or anything, and they don't have their apps. When so we're going to have apps for people, we're going to have maps for people, we have directions for people. They can go and they can download them. They can watch, see them. Smart. So we we're trying to figure out how to include everyone. So. Yeah. Uh, and we spent a lot of time on that. I mean, getting the directions right, we had to go north to south and lead people that way and then south to north because, you know, they're two different directions. 
And so we we tweaked it and I went out there and walked it and biked it and then some of the others walked it and biked it and then we kept working in the maps. Um, ben Pease, who's a great cartographer, he's done a lot of the great maps. He he joined our committee and he helped us out. And you know, the map is it's great, I think. Yeah, getting a cartographer yeah. is key. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. when we have projects, when the yeah. map people show yeah. up, then it starts really getting good. Yeah. But but I, you mentioned the route. Um, to me, it's like all the places that are in the guidebook are not on this route. It, it's almost like you, it's almost like it was designed for people who live here who want to discover new places. Is that what you were thinking about as um, the team was building this, or did it just kind of happen that way? It just happened that way. I mean, that I, you know, I go back to when it first was introduced in 2010, the swath across the city you know, yeah. to catch the open spaces. So we just were there to connect them in the best way we could do it. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing. You know, everyone who goes on it says it's amazing. I just like it's, it's you know, we're pro Pier 39, pro yeah. Fisherman's Wharf, oh. bypasses that, no real view of, yeah. of Alcatraz. You get to Twin Peaks and it kind of goes around it. Yeah. And then it's a, it seems like it's just yeah. filled with discovery. Yeah. Well, one thing that happened because it was so delayed is that in the interim, uh, some uh, off-road bicyclists and a lot of uh, people involved with SF Urban Riders, they built this wonderful trail in the Laguna Honda, and it's you know, and they're near the farm there, right? Yeah, right near the farm. <laughs> yeah. So you know, and, and they beautiful trail for walkers and bicyclists, and so that kind of moved us in that direction. So if that hadn't been built, I think we probably would have gone through. Uh, I know we would have gone through um, Mount Sutro and the ridge trail over there. In fact, that's what I think we're going. But in the interim, this other trail is built. So, okay, we're going that way. That's the best way. And even the people that were involved, I'm with ridge trail, and um, Amy Kayser was then with Mount Sutra. We said, no, the best way is is to catch this new Laguna Honda system and go up that way. So, so yeah, we discovered a, a good route, I think. And the other thing was just to end up at Chrissy Field. And, you know, that's already well-known. And so, no, we're not going to go to Chrissy Field. We're going we're gonna to go... A little bit left and, and catch the Lobos Valley, like Lobos Creek. Which I didn't know about. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> because that's another, it's there and it's, you know, there's these incredible places that just, we dropped in. Like when Carl Nolte, and, and, you know, I went out with him to try to get the article in the paper when we opened up and, you know, he's an old San Franciscan. He says, he, he says, Bob, he says, I thought I knew the city. <laughs> 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 and just like Nellie Bowles when she did the New York Symars, she, you know, she's, she, you know, it opened her eyes, too. She's, yeah. she's in a native San Francisco. We'll be right back after this short break. So two years later, what would you say have been the, the highlights and the lowlights of your project? There are, well, there have been no lowlights <laughs> from the beginning. Yeah. There have been no lights. And, and you know, we did this... How was it? COVID was a low light in a way because we couldn't go out yeah. on it. People went out on it, but we couldn't have our second, our first anniversary like we had planned. So that, that, yeah, that was a low light. But on the other hand, it's a highlight because people in the city discovered outdoor places. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people who wouldn't have gotten on the trail, they said, well, I take my kid out. I see what, what's going on. And people in the neighborhood started wandering up and they, the word got out across town trail. So people still went on the trail. I, don't, I, I think probably the numbers went down a little bit, but... Um, they were out there, and we, we provided a great outdoor experience for everybody. So that's like, I was coming back to the beginning, you know, 
I don't think there was anything negative about this thing. Even, you know, when we were coming up with it, and I knew the signage would be a... We didn't go the signage route because we've had... Maybe be a decade later, we would have opened the trail. We want to do it instantly. We call it Instant Urban Trail because uh, we, we, we want to make it happen. So we did, But I wanted to go around and tell all these places we're going, like Candlestick State Park... Uh, state recreation area we're coming through here and the park presidio greenway we're coming through here because there was a richmond neighborhood uh, they're working on that and then i went to the the um a group meeting in the uh, the presidio trust and ggnra and went to meetings and say we're doing you know we're open it wasn't asking for permission mm-hmm. it was just saying we knew it was a great thing and we just told them this is what we're doing and they said, who are you? So we had, <laughs> we had to give ourselves a name. So we said, okay, we're the Crosstown Trail Coalition. Then, then everyone said, oh, okay. So, and no one ever fought back. No one pushed back. They all said, how are you doing this? You know, and, and so our, our, the people on our committee said, it was just, it was joy all the way. I, I want, we, we asked people, we told people where we're going. Do you have any suggestions? Other suggestions? Maybe one or two people said, well, how about here? But when we told them why we weren't going there, they said, yeah, fine. So, mm-hmm. you know, as I say, the, the, the whole thing has been great. When I come up, anytime I walk on the trail, I just, a few days ago, I was up here. You know, I saw a couple of people hiking. I said, one person had a pack on the back, a, a young couple. Where are you going? Cross down trail? I said, yeah, I'm doing it the second time. <laughs> My girlfriend here is doing it for the first time, but I'm doing it again. How many times have you done it? Well, I've done parts of a lot. I, I've maybe four or five times the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How long does it take you to do the whole thing? Well, it depends if you want to stop for coffee, you want to stop for lunch. <laughs> you always have you to stop, stop for, for coffee. Yeah, so I think, you, know, you can do it in about six hours and have a good time. I don't think it, it, it provides a great challenge for the people who want to go the whole distance. And then it provides, you know, people don't. They can, it's, there's a five-mile segment and there's a two-mile segment, two-mile segment, three-mile segment, you know, four-mile. You know, do whatever one you want. Yeah. And and I've seen some of my older friends, you know, they want to do it and they, they do it bit by bit and eventually they did it. But, you know, it took months, but they did it. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, there, this is a really interesting story. There's a, uh, when COVID just began, there was a doctor from San Francisco who went to, volunteered in the Bronx when New York was hit hard mm-hmm. and the Bronx hospital was overwhelmed and she was doing intubation, which meant that, you know, in the early days, a lot of people were dying on intubation. So when she came back a month later, she had P- PTSD, do I have that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and she hit the trail. And she went, uh, I think, nine times in two weeks. She almost went daily wow. to, to nurse herself back to a normal. Because, you know, and, and I met her on the trail one time, and we hiked several times together at different... That's really neat. Yes, it was wonderful. I mean, I, and you see... People, you know, they celebrate their birthdays on the trail. They, you know, I don't know what else they celebrate, but, you know, I know birthdays are a big thing. Yeah. All, all ages, too. Yeah. And, and as I've read a little bit more about the project, that's how the project was built. I mean, you have tech people and certainly I think I think a big reason why it was so successful and fast is because the technology allows yeah. you to yeah. have it on an app as yeah. opposed to having to put 50 signs up yeah. along the yeah. way. Yeah. But uh, it, it seems like something that's been cross-generational. Yeah, no, when we, when, I mean, one time I, I don't, you know, at my age, I don't know too much about how do you, how you get on the web or anything, but, you know, just cause I said, you know, I say we, a meeting at our, at our, at our place in, in the mission and say, okay, we got to get a website. And so while I'm saying this, one woman who's about 
40 years young, 50 years younger. And I said, okay, we got one. And I said, what? <laughs> so in about one paragraph, she'd gone online and she had the, you know, our website cross town. How old are you since you're bringing that up? Well, that's, that's not necessary, but <laughs> okay. 81. Wow. <laughs> Good job. Anyway, but, but I knew that we had to get youthful people on, you know, and the whole thing it was, it had to be a, for everyone. Well, you're a very ages. youthful 81. Yeah. My dad's 86, and I biked with him into Golden Gate Park and do a lot of biking with him. But I biked with him through the city, which five years ago I wouldn't have done that. I mean, there have been a lot of infrastructure um, changes and everything, and, and I think that uh, that's probably helped helped you all too. I mean, some of these places are, are relatively new. Lobos yeah. Creek and, yeah. and what went around yeah. Laguna Honda, those are, those are yeah. Yeah. newer things. Yeah, no. Glen, Glen Canyon, that, yeah. that dead-ended yeah. for a long time. Yeah, right. I mean, the Glen Canyon, the history there is incredible. I mean, no, it, it, what happened there was wonderful when they could break through to, to uh, Portola. Yeah. Because that, that was, otherwise, you know, you couldn't have gone up Glen Canyon that way. You're right. Those, those three things, they didn't exist 10 years ago. Yeah. Well, even the, the trails on Mount Sutro, 15 years ago, when we started building trails on Mount Sutro, the Sutro Stewards, there were virtually no trails there. Now there are about five miles of trails. Yeah. Uh, so, so to me, it's a golden age of trails in my lifetime. I mean, I, I've seen a lot. And, you know, I, I, when I first moved to the city in the 70s, you know, there weren't many people on bicycles. I was out there. There weren't many. Uh, women were, not, were you know, was, were, they did not want to go on a bicycle in San Francisco. But mm-hmm. now look what the, the Bicycle Coalition has done for, you know, accessibility on bicycles. Now parents are very happy bicycling with their kids on their bicycles. They wouldn't. They didn't do that back in the 70s. It was so. You know, things are really good. And when you think of and what, what's happened this year, the COVID. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I love hearing you say that because there are a lot of people who will insist this is not the golden age for anything in San Francisco. <laughs> and I agree with you on the bike lanes. Yeah. I I started bike commuting yeah. a few years ago, yeah. and it's like all the hard work of 50 years yeah. that people put into it. I'm benefiting from yeah. it. And, why well, I'm wondering on this trail, you know, you've done it several yeah. times. I'm sure you've done pieces yeah. too. Are are you still discovering new things? Well, yeah, of course. But you know, the thing is, you you go on if you do any walking in the city, as you know, because you're both walkers in the city, mm-hmm. you always come upon things that are fascinating. I mean, it doesn't matter what day you're out there, you always see something. And so it's the same thing with the cross town trail. You, you every time you're on it, you see something different. I mean, whether there are people or things happening and. It's, yeah. It's great. I mean, yeah, I, I can't, you know. Do you get, do you get, uh, you know, let's, let's compare it to, I don't know if you ever went to the old school Disneyland. Heather is much too young to remember this, <laughs> but I remember like the e-ticket rides and the a-ticket rides and all that. Are there a few sites that you just tell people, Hey, you know, if you're going to do a certain segment of it, do this segment and check this thing out. What are a few of your favorites? Well, of course, Candlestick State, uh, park or state you know recreation area you know millions of people have been to ball games over at candlestick for the niners and the giants they never knew that there was this wonderful state park that just about a two-minute walk (laughs) away so to me that was you know i i'd known about it when i went to candlestick i made a i i'd been out there i I knew of its existence but it's a park that's had its problems over the years it's not well-funded so they're really happy that we're starting you know we, we started it right at at uh, what's called the sunrise point right in the park so you have to go through the park to get to start so that adds about a half mile by the way to yeah. our 17 mile uh, 
So, you know, so Candlestick Park is wonderful to see the fishermen out there and, and uh, there, uh, there's a lot of rodents out there to see the rodents playing in the fields. <laughs> uh, not, not rats, but uh, uh, gra- uh, ground squirrels, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's right. It's rats, one. ground no, squirrels, they're but, all citizens yeah, of San Francisco. No, it's all good. <laughs> and it, it's lovely. So, uh, and there's a camping spot out there that people don't know for kayakers right near. Mm-hmm. So people can actually camp out there. So yeah. they're really pleased that State Park. And then, well, Grandview, you know, a lot of people have not seen the Grandview mountain in the so no every segment has it like the park presidio how many millions of cars go down the park the park presidio they know there's a greenway in between them and you go down that greenway for about a mile connecting golden gate park and the presidio you're in the trees it doesn't block out all the traffic noises but it blocks out a fair noise and wow this is this is wonderful and yeah. it's clean, and it's 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 a happening place. And Grandview is stunning. Yeah, yeah. When when we did our forty nine mile scenic yeah. reroute to make it bike and yeah. pedestrian friendly, yeah. we really wanted to include that, yeah. and mm-hmm. ended up missing it. Yeah. But. but then you see this Vista Valley Greenway. You see the Glen Park Greenway that connects uh, to to the yeah. the canyon. The canyon. If if people haven't been up the canyon, oh, I mean, <laughs> any first time anyone goes up that canyon, it just says. This is San Francisco. So it's, many people don't even know it's there. Yeah. So that that's why we're happy that Crosstown Trail is bringing people up here. Yeah. So besides the Crosstown Trail and the Ridge Trail and, of course, our 49-mile scenic route, do you have any other favorite hikes in the city you'd like to mention? In the city? <laughs> well, <laughs> I... Well, did I, I mentioned Sutro Stewards, right? Yeah, yeah that's I mean, a good one. Mount Sutro has four miles and five miles of great trails. That, that's one way of getting away. Uh, of course, the Bay Trail. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's all good. I'm 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 not you know I'm for all trails. I'm yeah, not, just like you are. I'm not you know the Crosstown Trail. Well, some you know I've seen some quotes about they say it's the best urban walk in America. Well, wow. Okay, you'll I, take I, it. I'm not gonna. I'll take it. I know there are other <laughs> great walks in other urban cities I've been there, but this is a great walk. I agree. And, uh, Tell us that you've been mentioning the Ridge Trail. Um, where are we with the Ridge Trail? How long have you been working on that? And what's kind of what's the end point for that? It, it, tell us what the Ridge Trail is. Well, that's a good. That's, I, I gave you a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the Ridge Trail was uh, an idea developed a long time ago, uh, and it was to try to you know have a a walk around all the ridges around the bay. And so, uh, an organization started the Bay Area Ridge Trail Council. It's I'm, I'm maybe 35 years old now. Mm-hmm. I, I've been involved with them, maybe close to 25. Um, and it's it's they work with 75 different land managers. I mean, you know, talking about you know trails and trying to get it done and ranchers and it's and but it it, it like the Crosstown Trail is on a, a larger macro scale where it's bringing the outdoors to local communities all around the bay and people can just hike up to their local trail uh, and just like the the bay trail i mean that's another great trail people don't realize it goes all the way around they confuse the, the bay trail and the ridge trail san francisco bay trail and the, the bay area ridge trail uh one's down by the bay and one's up in the hills as much as possible so it's Hello. you know every year we add miles to it it's it's now the hardest part is yet to come because you know it's the the more remote places or the the ranchers' private land. Uh, it won't happen in my lifetime, but maybe in your lifetime, the that 500 mile trail 
550 we'll, miles. We'll right say now. Heather's lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that much younger than Peter, but he flatters me. So, you know, that, that organization could use um, more membership and proponents. And, cool. Well, everybody who comes on the Total SF podcast has to undergo our lightning round. Uh-oh. You ready for that? Okay. <laughs> Where is your favorite place in San Francisco to get a burrito? <laughs> oh, that's... Well, look, I live in the mission. I, I'm not going to answer that question. There are too many good ones. It's like picking your favorite yeah, child. Right. Yes, exactly. So okay. I pass. What, what do you order on your burrito then? What, what, is, your, what is your optimum burrito? Well, I am, I am very low on the scale. I am a beans and rice man. I don't think you can beat a beans and rice with hot salsa. And so that's my, okay. that's my favorite. Um, what is your favorite movie filmed in San Francisco? Give me an actor, I'll tell you what it no. was. <laughs> what car did he drive? <laughs> no, no, it was I would say Doubtfire. Oh, oh Doubtfire. yeah, that's, that's one of our one. faves. Yeah, yeah. Very good one. Where's your favorite place in the city to get a stiff drink? A stiff drink? Well, I'm not a stiff drink guy, I, I, but a standard deviance my local yeah, pub. That's a good one. It's a few good blocks one. from where I live. Yeah. That's a great choice. Yeah. What was your first concert? Oof. these are hard questions it could have been someone like little richard or Mm -hmm. uh back in new jersey cool Uh, do you have a favorite thing that's happened to you on the crosstown trail a favorite moment there have been a lot of favorite moments when i when i bump into people who just i i just say crosstown trail and and once in a while someone will recognize me and (laughs) and then they they but those that don't recognize they they're just so happy about this trail, you know, when they ask them. And so it just, it's, it just, it's joyful. Yeah. Because you know that somehow you've, you've had an effect on this. So, yeah, I can't say one specific. Yeah. And last question, what is something you always make sure to squeeze into your busy day? Uh, walking my, my, my dog and getting, getting a walk in, a, getting, getting significant exercise every day, be it on on foot or bike. Yeah, that must be your secret to looking this youthful at 81. I think it's a big, that and luck <laughs> is, is what it's all about. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It was fun to talk yeah, to you. Well, thank you. And thank you for the Crosstown Trail. This is just, you know, I've seen so many people, different ages, different, you know, people visiting, yeah. people who have lived here their whole lives. Yeah. It just seems like it's been something that's been for everybody and, and at a time when we it. Yeah. So thank you. Well, you're very welcome. <laughs> On behalf of the coalition. <laughs> <laughs> you're very welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Okay, you're very welcome. You are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Thank you to our guest, Bob Siegel. Total SF is a production of the Chronicle. Our music is The Tide Will Rise by the Sunset Shipwrecks off their album Community and Cable Car Bell Ringing by eight-time champion Byron Cobb. Support Total SF in the newsroom that creates it by treating yourself to a digital Chronicle edition at sfchronicle.com slash pod.